He went to the University of Washington. He's such a freak. Welcome to Sad Girl Hours. I'm Ella. I'm Jazz. I'm Alicia. And I'm Bella. In our second episode, Out with the Old, we will be discussing old versus new perspectives surrounding mental health, and we will touch on many of the gender stigmas and stereotypes that are often connected to mental health in society. So just to start, um, you know, getting us started with some questions, our first one is, what are some false ideas relating to mental health that the older generation has ingrained into you? So I guess I'll start. Um, I grew up in a really um, religious and like Catholic household, which I kind of talked about last episode. And like in many religious households, being depressed and dealing with anxiety and mental health is seen as somewhat as a sin. Um, which when you say it out loud, that's liter- it literally doesn't make any sense. It's so insane and it kind of puts you, like you, you're seen as weak um, in their words. And so like in my household, that was really just never talked about or if it was brought up, it was seen as just like something really embarrassing to talk about, um, especially with men. I mean, my dad, my dad never talked about that. And then my brothers, like they were never allowed to talk about that either really because it was just, I don't know, it was just seen as a lot of like a big weakness really yeah i grew up catholic too mm-hmm. and i also went to like catechism catechism yeah. i don't know if i'm catechism. saying that correctly yes mm-hmm. catechism okay yes yeah yes. what they said <laughs> um and they'd be like oh like if you're sad or blah, blah 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 like just pray yeah and all your problems will go away and god will take care of them which is like really unhealthy like that's not like the right approach yeah. at all mm-hmm. um so yeah, there's problems within religion as well, with mental health. My, my mom was always very understanding with my mental health. She was really the one that pushed me to like actually seek help, which I really appreciated. Um, my dad, on the other hand, has really struggled himself with mental health, um, and he would never admit it. And we could all see him struggling. We would all mention it to him, and like he would say it's nothing. Um, so, like, that kind of always made me feel like this isn't real. Like, if I'm feeling this, like, it's not real. And also, like, if my dad can't even take care of himself, how's he going to take care of me? Like, you know, like, that just was always hanging over me. So when I really had to start going through getting diagnosed and getting on meds, I was like, he is not going to approve of this. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I also grew up, my parents were divorced. And so I grew up only with my dad and my dad was the exact same way. So then when you see your dad, like the only authoritative figure in your life, really acting like that, then you go into like other um, experiences in your life thinking, oh, like I have to be like my dad. Like I have to like swallow my feelings and like put on this like facade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both of my parents, um, my mom's an immigrant. So like she was taught that she would be weak, especially mm-hmm. just like being a woman too, like revealing your emotions and like what, like showing them. She was like, she was always scared that she would be seen as weak. So like she never did. So like she always had like her like issues like bottled up and like it was like never solved, which gets like passed down. And then it's just like a cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like growing up when I was in like elementary school, I was always like, hanging out with the guys mm-hmm. and you know like guys like they don't show their emotions <laughs> you don't cry you're a you're a dude and so then like i would be like oh like these are my friends they're not showing their emotions so why would i like they don't care yeah and so then like i was always praised as like oh like you sh- you hide your emotions really well and i thought that was like a good thing mm-hmm. so then i was like oh like i'm not supposed to show my emotions like 
all these people that are crying all the time, like, oh, like, that's, like, a lot of, like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. You're, like, needy and, like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a lot me. to control. Yeah, like, pick me. Like, ah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I learned I was, um, that, like, showing emotions is okay and you shouldn't bottle it up. But I was so far into hiding emotions and, like, viewing it as, like, oh, like, I'm being praised for not showing them. I started to feel really uncomfortable when I did have to talk about my emotions. And my family was really supportive. Like, they wanted me to go to therapy and all that. But I I didn't know how to vocalize or, like, put into words, like, what I was feeling. And I still don't. Like, talking about emotions is really hard because I don't know how to put it into words and, like, actually vocalize, like, what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So I always find that, like, when I want to say something, like, personal or deep, I have to, like, type it out so yeah. I can... Um, like really put into words and like make sure I'm getting everything that I want to say out before like if I'm going to therapy like I, I find out to make a list of everything that I'm like going through I want to talk about because I know in my brain I'm going to forget something or I'm not going to say it right and like I just don't don't know what words to put to my feelings yeah I'm the, I'm the exact same way like there's so many things if I don't write it I'm going to forget yeah. yeah like I need to like keep track of everything because like it'll pile up and then like you'll forget about it or like it's also hard when you're like when you've been pushing it down for so long to remember it Mm -hmm. and then i don't know it's hard to like get rid of that stigma though that especially coming from like a religious household that it's like a confession that like you're going to therapy and like you're confessing and you're finally talking about it Mm -hmm. when in reality like it's just you're just talking about what's happening like i don't Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to flip that switch especially when like your entire family thinks that way and like therapy is seen that way and then like you feel embarrassed to tell people you go to therapy Mm -hmm. so it's just a string of things yeah i remember through high school i was probably like i was probably not the only one who had depression but Mm -hmm. i was the only one who like not openly but like you could see it was really taking a toll on me yeah and like i could never talk about it because i was like they are all like doing fine and i'm like not so yeah. like this isn't a place for me to talk about this and it's just like i feel like the stigma around like the fact that if you're depressed you show it like it's mm-hmm. not like that mm-hmm. yeah for me like i'm super super high functioning like i don't think anyone would like really guess it even like yeah. when i was younger and i had it and then like i would like talk about it and be like oh my god like really mm-hmm. So, like, there's so many different, like, degrees and, like, how people show it and, like, the stigmas related to it. Because I'd be like, oh, hi, teacher, Miss So-and-so, like, I'm dealing with this, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, like, they wouldn't be so, like, accepting because yeah. they'd see mm-hmm. me and I, I would be fine. Yeah. You know? I don't know. There's there's a lot. It, especially, like, in school and teachers, like, the way that they handle things with mental health. Oh, yeah. Well, because they, te- they teach it in such a way that it's like, oh, when you are when you have depression or anxiety, it's crippling and, like, you mm-hmm. can't yeah. survive and you're, yeah. like, stuck in your room all day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they teach it. So then, I don't know. It's just, it's a horrible system. Yeah. They, like, if, like, they treat, um... People approach, like, if, okay, if, if you have, like, an injury, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, like, you need to get well, like, blah, 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 yeah. like, take care, like, here's some flowers. They don't do that for, like, your mental health, mm-hmm. which is, like, so I interesting. Feel like, I feel like Oregon, at least the professors I've had, mm-hmm. have been really good yeah. about mental health. Definitely. They, they have said, been here, like, honestly. Yeah. If you have, like, ever, like, a day or a week where you just can't, like, it's okay to tell me, and, mm-hmm. you, like, you don't have to go to class, like... 
it's okay. Yeah. Because, like, it's obviously going to happen when you're taking, what, like, 17 mm-hmm. credits. Yeah. Like, it's high stress. Yeah. Ironically, I've, I've seen professors here are, like, way more, like, lenient and nice about mental health. I think, like, in high school, it was way more toxic for some yeah. reason. I don't oh, know why. Yeah. Especially since we're younger, you know. Yeah. But here in Oregon, it's honestly, like... I feel like there's, like, a decent amount of, like, resources and help, and, like, people are really understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, like, I'm grateful for that, because like, we're all away from home mm-hmm. in a new environment, seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh, shocker. Mm-hmm. Coming from California, where it's hot all I know. the time. No, and then real. I'm here, I was like, where is the sun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To move on, another question we wanted to bring up was... What what role does culture play with mental health? Mm, for me, coming from like an immigrant family, when my mom came here along with like all of her siblings, like I guess they had the mentality that like you have to be strong mentally and you have to work hard. It's all just like work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. You have to like make it here to like survive. That they didn't really focus on like their own like emotional well-being or like things that were happening. And I think even like culturally, like from back home in Jordan, um, men like there's like such a like very big difference between the way that like men and women like handle their mental health. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, not, like, talked about at all. It's just, I, yeah, my dad and his family, they came here from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same thing. Like, you just don't have time to mm-hmm. think about that. Like, you're focusing on making it here and getting yeah. past the roadblocks here mm-hmm. and working. That, like, m- talking about your mental health is, like, it's on the back burner. Mm-hmm. It's not even on the back burner. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And so... It's, like, suck it up. And it's like, just, like, like, the trickle down of the effects of like society suppressing it all like it's still here Mm -hmm. and then that leads into like a bunch of other diseases too because um yeah like that's how my grandpa was when he came here from puerto rico i mean he eventually like turned to alcohol and like Mm -hmm. substance abuse and so that's what a lot of people don't talk about is because they're never given an outlet to like express their emotions and express what they're going through because living here as um, like an immigrant or someone yeah. who came from um, somewhere else that's just very challenging yeah. for sure I completely relate to that like addiction mm-hmm. is such a big issue in my family so it's like I kind of try to take that like upon myself to stop that cycle yeah um, because it gets passed down like generationally yeah. depression anxiety mm-hmm. addiction like substance abuse issues and it all relates to mental health and it being like bottled up in something like so like taboo to talk about mm-hmm. if they just talked about it and like went to therapy then yeah. that would stop so I think that, like our generation is like really trying to like make progress yeah. within that yeah. it's also just really hard when it's so expensive too yeah and then Especially, it becomes more of like a privilege that people just can't access it. My, it's, yeah. yeah, my therapy is two fifty a session. Yeah, Dang. for yeah. mine it was like, so I came from I like I come from a single parent household, mm-hmm. which is me and my mom, and my grandma, but like still. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like the main income person, mm-hmm. and but like with her having the only job in the house, it was like, okay, we're gonna you're gonna work to buy like groceries like the car the house like basic things that you need to like keep the house and that type of thing and so like therapy was kind of a last resort because yeah it would cost extra and she was she was very like she believed in therapy like she needed it as well so we both were kind of like in the same boat but it was kind of like we're too busy to 
like get extra help so we so it was hard to like find time to actually Mm -hmm. um like put ourselves first and Mm -hmm. instead of like having to find like random jobs to like pay for it yeah I think therapy is really important like my family didn't ever like suggest that I go to therapy but like a lot of my family members like in general they're like all starting to go yeah and it's like kind of chaotic because they're like releasing like everything (laughs) that's been like inside them Mm -hmm. but it's like good at the same time like I'm proud to see that they're finally like making progress and like improving themselves though it was something that was so like oh like you're going to therapy Mm -hmm. like what's wrong with you you know like what is wrong like Um, I go to I go to my therapy sessions with my mom mm -hmm. I have my first 30 minutes with my therapist and then the last 30 minutes with my mom um and I actually think that's really beneficial for like not just me but for her too because Mm -hmm. when I first started therapy I was 16 I was like definitely lying about a lot of my emotions so Mm -hmm. my therapist would call my mom and at the end and be like okay (laughs) how has she actually been but like now it's been more of like my mom and I have gotten so close to the point of like it's kind of her session too yeah like and we just talk and we're like like how can you support your mom how can your mom support you like it's it's like once like you're finally able to open up and talk to someone about it like the bond that you're able to create with them is like incredible and like it's nice to feel safe with someone like and I feel like all parents want their kids to be safe and I don't think they intentionally like put this on their kids but I feel like if they were to just like put a little more effort and realize that it is okay to open up like it would make the bond so much better Mm -hmm. yeah it's so hard though too especially when you are coming from like that type of familial situation where like I don't know and you want to start talking to your parents about what you've been experiencing but they're like so rooted in that idea of it doesn't matter or it's like such an it's such a a weak problem that they don't mm-hmm. even listen yeah well, like, so then you don't have just, anyone to if talk they about were to just be able to like open their minds mm-hmm. yeah be, like this is a real issue like it's like it's an illness mm-hmm. like it's it's not called like mental sadness mm-hmm. yeah it's mental illness <laughs> yeah. like this it's like serious. when it's bad like when mine was bad it, like i had to leave school early days mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i could not like i could not stop crying like it was bad mm-hmm. like this this year at the beginning of the term i went through it a little bit and i like legitimately got sick from it yeah mm-hmm. like because like you get yourself like when you're depressed, like, you kind of get malnourished because you don't have enough energy to go eat mm-hmm. or, like, get out of your bed. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's just gross. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, my family is the root. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mental health issues. Uh-huh. Mainly just, like, life circumstances in general. Yeah. So, like, even if I'm trying to, like, talk to, like, my own parents about it, like, they're the root of, yeah. like, the problem. So I'm, I'm like, like, are they listening? Yeah. I'm, like, it just keeps going back and forth. Like, uh-huh. There's really no common ground because they don't understand because yeah. they're stubborn. Or they feel like you're, like, disrespecting them. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, yeah. They're, like, the parent. Like, like, yeah. Like, if they're, it's, like, parents are able, like, they, if you feel disrespected, like, Mm -hmm. that's a valid, like, emotion. Mm -hmm. And if it happens to be your parents are, like, causing part of it Mm -hmm. an issue, like, it should be valid to be able to talk to them and be like, hey, you're doing this and I don't really like it. Like, maybe could you not? Mm -hmm. And then be like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm the parent. Exactly. And then it's just like, well, that didn't solve anything. Yeah. And then it's just like a full-blown argument that, like, Mm -hmm. spirals you into worse mental health. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it was, was yeah. even worse. When I was having my uh, my night of yelling in my house, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> my dad barricaded me in my room. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I wasn't even yelling, I'm going to kill myself. I was yelling, <laughs> please take me to the hospital so I don't. Yeah. And I thought that was reasonable. Apparently it wasn't. Um, <laughs> Looking back now. <laughs> yeah. Back now. Anyways, then my parents were like, the next night it happened, because it happened three nights in a row. They were like, let's take you to the hospital. But my dad was like, no, it's going to go on your college applications that you have mental health issues. Mm. No one's going to accept you. Like, it's going to go on your, like, job. Right? See, that's, that's something that w- needs to be talked about, too. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Because, no, yeah, um, my friend, mm-hmm. like, she, her mom, like, wanted her to see a counselor, not a psychiatrist, because she didn't yeah. want to get actually diagnosed, because she didn't want it to be, like, Put on public record. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. When my... The third night when my mom actually did pull me up to the hospital, mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the parking lot and I was like, I can't go in because I'd like this is going to ruin my future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that I had to feel so unsafe when I already felt so unsafe, like mm-hmm. in my own house, like it was just it was like devastating. Like I had to go to sleep knowing like I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and nothing is going to change. I'm yeah. going to feel this way. Like that's such a shitty feeling. too. Yeah. And it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. They they also like it just in the public school system they just need to work on their response yeah. like their was i don't know their just their responses because one time freshman year like i joked around saying i was gonna jump out the window mm-hmm. and they literally sent me they sent me to the counselor <laughs> and they were like we're telling your parents that you're mentally unstable <laughs> That's happened so and i was like times. okay but see now i'm worried that if i say anything bad or if i ever want to yeah. come to you you're just gonna immediately go tell my parents yeah. and then i'm like in trouble and it's mm-hmm. like half the thing is like i remember talking to a friend the other day like when your parents get involved, most of the time, that makes it 10 times Exactly. Yeah. That is going to put so much more stress on you. Like, it is, like, I don't see why people think that's the resort. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you were at an age where you were feeling depressed and you were able to articulate that you're feeling depressed, like, don't go tell the parents about mm-hmm. it. Talk to the person first. If they yeah. want you to mm-hmm. talk to the parents that's like because well, mm-hmm. then it goes back to the the multi-generational thing where we're just so our minds are so much different than our parents mm-hmm. yeah. that if you immediately confront the two they're not gonna it's not gonna make sense it's yeah. just gonna lead to a screaming match mm-hmm. yeah also we literally grew up with like social media and yeah. like, so many different like exposures to like mental health mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. i remember there was like a phase i think it was in like 2013 on like tumblr that like they were like romanticizing yeah like oh, mental like illness yes and i remember like that like creates such like a I've... false like idea in my head of mental health too and yeah. like I'm, mm-hmm. i know like it made people like it made them like want to be well, like mentally yeah, like 13 reasons why and all oh yeah yeah it was around that time i think yeah. oh, it's the worst show or my, or I before that. that it's I so i watched horrible. it i, watched I, I did too unfortunately it was like sixth to eighth grade everyone was posting pictures yeah of, like their scars yeah. and yes. then like i remember just being like damn like it was like, a trend why? yeah, and yeah. Then, plus, like, people would be posting their pictures of their hospital bands mm-hmm. oh my god like, people still do that little did i know that's triggering were on because like they were trying to come in mm-hmm. yeah like, and i used to be like oh my god i want to post a picture of my hospital van mm-hmm. like but it's <laughs> like it's not healthy it's like not it healthy. just puts this like terrible like thing in your mind yeah like i think we all came like as a whole generation to realize yeah. that wasn't okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i definitely think that like period in tiktok where like yeah. mental they've like first started bringing up mental health mm-hmm. like i think mental health is more 
talked about than it was definitely. a couple years ago. Yes, it, definitely. And I think it's, like, I feel definitely safer. Like, I'll talk to anyone about my mental health. I'm so mm-hmm. open with mm-hmm. everything that's happened to me just mm-hmm. because I know, like, there's okay. someone out there who probably feels like they're the only ones going through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I can help one person, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Even just making it less uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, the more you talk about it, the more you, like, are openly vulnerable with mm-hmm. everyone then yeah. mm-hmm. the l- more it comfortable gets. it'll get yeah. yeah like sometimes it's hard talking about it because i'm like yeah. oh fuck like that's my reality yeah. yeah like it's hard like oh that's real you know especially when, it's healthy yeah when you put something out into the open then it makes it like very real mm-hmm. so that it gets uncomfortable sometimes when i'm this is very toxic of me to do but like <laughs> when i really think about my problems when i talk about them mm-hmm. i don't i think of it like that's the past it's not me anymore like mm-hmm. it's okay. not like and that that's the only way I can really get through talking about things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's not really like it's in the past. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You know, so like when I talk about things, it's like it's not here. My face. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhere over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like it makes me feel comforted that it's like it's done. It's in the past. Mm-hmm. Like and I think people like getting a grasp on that has like helped so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about men. Ooh, oh, my God. favorite. Let's talk about men. Let's talk about males. Males, the male species. I feel bad for men with mental health because they are very yeah. underrepresented. They're not taken seriously. Yeah. They're very invalidated. And yes. Yeah. They are. Yes. Especially like people are always like, oh my God, that guy was crying. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do that when you see a girl. Yeah, that's so true. And it's interesting because you know there's very much like a stigma now of oh i hate men but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day a lot of um the issues that we have with men stem from them not being able to talk about their mental health issues i think that men create problems for each other yeah like it all roots to definitely toxic masculinity and like oh well you're not you're not manly if you cry you have to suck it up like Mm -hmm. and then they turn to different outlets yeah <laughs> sorry oh my god no you're good you're good i didn't have anything else to add oh. <laughs> sorry no you're yeah, good yeah, yeah. I, like, I remember the first time i ever smoked weed mm-hmm. with a man mm-hmm. and he probably had his own things going on and it, he wanted to feel something so he laced the weed oh and which means i was no laced. so like it's like it affects like everyone <laughs> like it's uh, not like that's I mean, problematic oh my gosh. Man, you, gotta, you gotta help yourself yeah no um a lot of my guy friends like have opened up to me about like their mental health just because i'm like i'm very open to talking yeah. about that and like it takes a lot for men to really talk about it mm-hmm. like it takes really encourage yeah, yeah like it takes them so like i can talk to women about it so easily because yeah. i feel like we're like really vulnerable yeah yeah we're, we're in tune we're emotionally intolerant and a lot of the times men just won't talk about it unless they're like intoxicated that's yeah. true yeah, that is that's so my true. friend always gets yeah like, blackout and then <laughs> like, and then everything. the next day when they're like sober they're like oh i didn't mean any of that yeah. it's like oh no, yeah. I, yeah. it was a party night uh-huh you know <laughs> party nights happen yes and we were in my dorm room it's a birthday party <laughs> definitely second grade um yeah drinking cranberry juice, juice. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways and we were in my room and there was like guys in there and it was just like we were just talking and he was just like sobbing oh and he was like 
the the walk from the party like back to the dorm to like go home he was like telling me like all these like emotional things and i was like i have never had a guy be this open with yeah Mm -hmm. like it was like it was a good feeling i was Mm -hmm. happy that i could be there for him and i was like we were both like not here (laughs) but like it was like we were there enough to like to the point where like he was telling me all this stuff Mm -hmm. about like his emotions and like i knew that it wasn't the time for me to say anything like i was just gonna let him like just like get it all out because i was like i know that you will not do this when you are not at a party night Mm -hmm. and when we got back to my room like he was just crying like sobbing like and and he wouldn't like show his face so like that's another thing is like they're like embarrassed with Mm -hmm. with girls like we can cry and just like post a picture about it literally yeah i used to do that (laughs) like more of like making fun of myself after breakups i was like look at me crying yeah i will cry in Mm -hmm. my room with my roommate like Mm -hmm. oh yeah and but with him it was just like he was like hiding his face like he wouldn't talk he wouldn't do anything because the lights were on like people were able to see him Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it was he was just sobbing like i was like right next to him so i knew but like everyone else i was like i feel so bad Mm -hmm. but that's like another thing where it's like if you're not sober then (laughs) it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. and i also think alcohol makes the emotions 10 times worse Yeah. yeah like i remember like telling my roommate whenever she's going through it when she's intoxicated mm-hmm. i'm like i don't want like i'm like i'm not trying to invalidate you but i'm like right now you are really out of it <laughs> and it's like it's hurting you and i think it like just go to sleep yeah like, yeah let's, let's take a let's take, take a rest, rest. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. no alcohol does that it yeah. brings out the worst yeah it's a depressant yeah mm-hmm. like, it is it is psychologically speaking <laughs> mm-hmm. Math. not to be a psychiatrist but that's true I re- like my my closest guy friends i can i talk to them all about like my mm-hmm. health because i don't really care um and they'll talk to me about theirs too and it makes like i feel happy because i'm like yeah i like i want them to feel like they're safe enough around mm-hmm. me that they can tell me what they're feeling and that i can help them with it mm-hmm. because like a lot of the times it's just like like i'm not saying simple but like mm-hmm. it's an easy fix it's easier yeah. spoken i think the biggest yeah. thing with men and their mental health is that they do not communicate yeah. they have yeah. it all bottled up inside them i feel like that's like the main problem they yeah. don't communicate they don't open up and obviously it's hard because there's so many like factors playing into why that they don't you know but I don't know I think it's just I mean like talking to like your guy friends is like that's so important like it's just like little things like that where you could like help them mm-hmm. well Which, then yeah and then going in kind of going into the next question is like they can talk to us and then I think eventually they learn that oh like oh like yeah we can go talk to the girls like and they can <laughs> help us but then when they go back to like their room and they talk to their roommate then it's the same like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. so then it's like how do you like what do we do to help unlearn those stigmas mm-hmm. what what, so what I've done, usually, like, with my closest guy friends, mm-hmm. I'll have a talk with, like, all of them yeah. at the same time. And, like, granted, they're all really close with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is just my friends. Like, they'll talk to each other about mm-hmm. things. But, like, what, like they'll really talk about it if you, like, ask them direct questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not just, like, how are you feeling, but, like... Oh, you have to make it specific. Like, how yeah. are you actually? Like, uh-huh. like, I remember, like, I have one friend, like, I... My thing is, I'm going to ask someone how they're feeling. If they say they're fine, and I know they're not fine, but, like, I also know they're 
mm-hmm. like they're gonna be fine yeah i'll leave it because mm-hmm. i don't like being pushed mm-hmm. but if i if they say fine and i know they're not fine and like it's something that should be brought to attention then i'll be like it's okay to be honest mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna judge you because mm-hmm. like see that's the mm-hmm. thing where i'm like scared about because i don't want to be pushy sometimes yeah. so i'll usually just be like I could tell, like, something is off. Like, it's totally okay if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, but I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the times, like, they they take that and they go, like, oh, okay, I don't have to, like, actually talk to her yeah, about yeah. it. Like, she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I do care. And, like, I try to show that, but it's just hard to get it out of them sometimes. Yeah. You know? I think, like, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just my friend. I think everyone's like, different. Yeah. Just, yeah. Everyone's different. Like, it's, it's very easy. I think reading people is also like a key skill in trying to help someone like if you can sense that they're really uncomfortable like like being like yeah i'm fine and that like they might be able to talk about it like and you're like if you have that relationship with them Mm -hmm. then like yeah i would say talk to them no for sure do you think um just going back to like the generational stigmas like how much of a how much progress do you think we've really made honestly compared to our parents in their lives. A good amount. Yeah. yeah. I'd say a decent amount. The only mm-hmm. thing is that, like, with, like, generational, like, trauma and, like, mental health issues, I know that it's passed down, like, a lot yeah. to our generation. But I feel like we're talking more about it and, like, we're spreading more information and, like, have we, there's, like, a lot of, re- there's so many resources yeah. that for people, like, with anything that they're dealing with. I think the resources just need to start becoming more available. Accessible, mm-hmm. yeah. Accessible. Easily, Especially easily for accessible. minority groups because yeah. a lot of the times they can't afford therapy. They can't afford things that, like, other groups of people can. Yeah. My um, thing is, is I think it's so, it's so incredibly difficult to move forward and make progress, but it's so easy to go back. Yeah. And yeah. that. It's really easy to fall backwards. Yeah. Because you know, like, mm-hmm. it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just used to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely a big issue we're seeing now is, like, there's so many different resources, and so we're making a lot of progress in that sense, mm-hmm. but then they're also expensive. Mm-hmm. So then we're going backwards. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 different, like, points of view. Like, you yeah. could look at, oh, social media is really bad for our mental health. We're always comparing uh-huh. ourselves to others. There's, like, blah, 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 you know. So it's, like, it could be really negative in that way. Like, mm-hmm. for me, at least. Like, I, like, don't go on social media too often because it's really unhealthy for me. Yeah. Because you can fall into that cycle, like, so easily because it's addiction. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally an addiction. Your phone's, like, a Um But then it's, like, oh, like, it's good because I can, like, research things and, like, look into, like, different resources and, like, you know... I don't know. Yeah, I used to think like that. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't go on Instagram because it was too toxic. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, you kind of create your own feed. You can control who you follow yeah. and what you see. So yeah. I decided to just like only follow people yeah. that I like oh, yeah. and I feel inspired I by. A lot of like influencers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, what's the point? Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there really is no point to see yeah. these people that are like living the quote-unquote yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I. I'm just a regular person. It's mm-hmm. just like fake. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's fake. I think I kind of ruined it for myself mm-hmm. one night. I was at um, a Kendrick Lamar concert. Kylie <laughs> Jenner Lucky? was there. Oh, and I remember just being like, "She's literally just a person." Yeah, <laughs> like what yeah. is so special? No, exactly. And then I was like, "I know she has a lot of money, but is she gonna share it with me?" No, <laughs> exactly. So why do I care that much? No, yeah, yeah. I don't believe yeah. in praising so celebrities. So it just kind of like I'm like, ooh, like celebrities, like. Yeah. marriage but well, then, then like yeah i'm like i'm not gonna follow them i'm not gonna fantasize mm-hmm. about it if uh, i get a celebrity i get a celebrity like, yeah 
No. Uh, is that my dream? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. you also have to like look at your account too. Like yeah. it's no, so yeah. fake. Like I yeah. thought about that really. Like if I were to marry someone like that's famous and I yeah. were to like get that, how would I cope? With the amount of comments that would be like gold digger, uh-huh. like oh my ugly. god, true. Yeah, telling me all these things like yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> and then like the amount of other people going after my man too. Like, how mm-hmm. would I deal with that? Mm-hmm. I've always thought about that. Like, just even watching like TikToks and mm-hmm. seeing all yeah. of these comments in these evil sections, or that are just like, oh my gosh! Imagine if I was dating this person. And I see all these comments. They're like, oh, my gosh, they're so this, they're so that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I would, I would what if your husband was making thirst traps? I would cry. <laughs> really. That's how I feel about yeah. Joe Burrow. I'm like, oh, my god. his girlfriend. She posts so much of him. I'm like, I would hate to be her. Yeah. Girlfriend. Red flag. Truly. That is a red flag. But sorry to her. I really want her man. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely attractive. I hate to say it. He's attractive. Hmm. Bye. <laughs> that's all we have we'll, we'll catch you guys later no solutions yet no solutions. <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out we're actually yeah. still developing yeah. we're actually Talk like your yeah you're not a pick me girl yeah we're struggling no we're actually trying no but at the end of the day i mean I, what we want to stress in every episode is that the best thing that you can do is just talk yeah communicate communicate yeah. express your feelings don't be, be yeah be vulnerable mm-hmm. Just find yeah. someone that you're comfortable sharing with. And, mm-hmm. like, it's also okay to do that. There are so many other people out there. There's yeah. literally four girls in this room mm-hmm. who are going through completely different things, mm-hmm. but yeah. that all tie into the same subject. I mean, yep. just start small, too. Like, if, yeah. if you feel really uncomfortable talking to someone about your emotions, literally just say, oh, I'm, I'm feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Just down. start with that. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, write it down. Write it down. It down. So tell your roommate. Yeah. Tell yes. your fish. And any man listening... Yeah. It's okay to talk about it. it let is. it out. Let mm-hmm. it out. Let it go. It feels like from a girl's so perspective, much better. Mm-hmm. it feels so like it feels good when a guy yes. comes to me and like when, yeah. wants to like be vulnerable yeah. and tells me what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. It just it it's like a different like not yeah. even like a romantic way. It's just like it's like a compliment. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm comfortable. You with trust me. me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's also like once that storm clears. Like uh-huh. I said, depression is such a storm. Once it's over, you get your rainbow. Mm-hmm. It gets so much better. Yeah. Fuck the stereotypes. Let it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you learned something from this episode. <laughs> we certainly did. We, yes. Yeah. So much information. Enjoy. So much. See you next week. See you. <laughs> <laughs>